This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of the University of North Alabama Athletic Department, brought to you by Club Tales, the original cocktail in a can. I'm Benjamin Ray back with you. We're into the summer months now. We've been catching up with all of the new assistant coaches under Brent Deerman here as year one progresses. Most of these conversations took place back around uh, spring ball, spring training. But now this summer, we're catching up with offensive line coach Richard Hutchings. He joined the University of North Alabama as offensive line coach and spring of 2023 hired just a couple of days before spring practice started he comes to una after serving his o-line coach and video coordinator at hendrix college over in arkansas he's got some bethel connections some staff connections can't wait to dive all into it coach hutch thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us yes sir thank you for having me on the show today you were you were hired, and you were telling me before you went on air three days before spring training started. So you you get hired, and then you're thrown right into the mix. It must have been pretty hectic those first couple of days. Oh, it was it was a little hectic getting everything situated and everything like that, finding a place to stay. But when we got on the fields, it was it was really great. That's the part of of all of this that I absolutely love is being on the field with the guys and helping them grow. Uh, athletically and, and off the field and things of that nature. So it, it was hectic at first, but uh, I got my feet, uh, hit the ground running, and got my feet under me, we were ready to roll. What have you learned about Florence and UNA since you got here? Uh, Florence has a lot of great, great little hidden gems in it. You know, like like uh, McFarland Park. Me and my wife go down to McFarland Park all the time. We were there this past weekend for the uh, Juneteenth uh, celebration and everything, so that was fun. And then a lot of the hidden little restaurants where you can go and – and find little things you're like man I would have never guessed that that was going to be at that place so that's that's one thing that I did notice and and whenever I leave Florence and go other places like West Tennessee to where my wife is from or different places around the state of Alabama everybody says UNA I tell you what I was in Florence for X amount of years it seems like everybody has some kind of tie back to Florence Uh, and, and it's awesome it is really awesome so you've had a pretty warm welcome from the community. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Really warm welcome from the community. Everyone's really nice. And, and it's not one of those things where uh, I think they're being nice to me because it's the honeymoon stage of me just getting here. I think it's one of those things where they're really genuinely nice uh, because a lot of people don't even know I coach at UNA, but they're nice to me anyway. You know, So it's one of those things where I'm really, really excited to be in Florence in the Shoals area. There's a lot of excitement here in the Shoals, a lot of excitement here at UNA, and a lot of excitement what you guys are doing with this football program. Just in the, the six, seven months, most everybody has been here. Coach Deerman calls you and says, hey, I need an O-line coach. What was that thought process like for you? Was, was it a tough decision to make to come down to Florence? Well, it wasn't a tough decision to make. Uh, I just got married on uh, December 17th of 2022. So I had to uh, talk to my wife about it and, and things of that nature and, and – and we, we prayed about it, and we were like, hey, I think it's a great decision for us to do this. Um, it's, a, it's a great move in my career and things of that nature. And, and I talked to her into about two years ago starting to work from home. Uh, so now it's an easy transition for her. Perfect so for it, a coach's yes, wife. Yes, sir, perfect for a coach's wife. So 
we talked about it, prayed about it, and we thought that it'd be great to be around some really great individuals, uh, like like we were talking about the guys who who, who I've worked with before that were are here now at UNA. Three things stand out to me as I have met every assistant coach and as we've done these podcasts and I've gotten to know you guys. I guess four things. One, everybody's incredible. I've loved getting to know everybody. But the main thing is everybody has a Coach Dearman connection. Mm-hmm. Everybody has, has played high-level college football. Everybody has also either been a part of a coaching staff that was part of a turnaround. And mm-hmm. I know you guys did a lot of great things up at Bethel and everything. But let's start with your Coach Dearman connection because I know it's, it's a great one. Yes, sir. It's a uh, deep one. It is a deep one. So uh, I was working at the University of Louisiana Lafayette. I was a strength intern, and I was working with defensive line uh, that summer. And they had asked me to stay on for the season, but I got a call from uh, Coach Deerman at Arkansas Tech and wanted me to come over and be his assistant online coach. Uh, I thought about it for a while, and I decided, hey, it's probably a great move for me. So I went back. I went. I'm sorry. I went to Arkansas Tech to work with Coach Deerman and Coach Milam over there and uh had a great year that year uh turned around the next year i was the h-backs tight ends coach that next year for him uh we had a really good year we went, made it to a bowl game that year and then from there he got the head coaching job at bethel uh he told me he was going home to his alma mater and he asked me to go to be his o-line coach uh we went to bethel uh that spring and and like you said that turnaround they were not very good the year before there were some things lacking and we went in there and we we really turned it around and were able to do some really good things some great kids there uh had a great season went 10 and 0 for the first time in school history uh scored i think 45 points a game uh i think that year was the most in ncaa rushed for 275 yards a game uh you know so we had a really really good year and that's what uh springboarded him to to be able to go to the places he's been since then uh so we've stayed in contact everywhere he's been me and some of the coaching staff that are here now we went up and and visited him and things like that and some guys also went and worked for him at some of those places so it's always been a great relationship between uh coach Deerman and myself since 2016 uh so though I wasn't with him a few years we still had great a great relationship and and I would always go visit and things of that nature. That's the other thing to me that's so amazing about Coach Deerman is so many of you guys are with him at Bethel. People Mm -hmm. have been at other stops like Arkansas Tech and Mm -hmm. it's almost like he's remembered everybody and he got to put together his staff and he said, man, I'm getting the gang back together. I'm getting Mm -hmm. my guys back together. What is it that makes Coach Deerman so appealing for everyone to want to follow and want to work with? What does he do to make programs feel so special? Well, what he does to make programs feel so feel so special, man, is he, he keeps God first in the program. Uh, you know, you, he puts God first, then family second, uh, you know, and then football. You know, so when it's like that and when you're working for a great man that helps you on and off the field and things of that nature, you're going to want to follow that guy because you, you I mean, a lot of people who have worked in this business a long time, they've had jobs and they were working for somebody they didn't really want to work for. You know, I've been lucky to work for people that I've always wanted to work for, and he was one of them. Um, so when you treat people right and you do the right things in this business, people want to follow you. People want to be around you because that, that, that leads off into your life as well. It's been great to see, and I've, I've repeated over and over, I've loved getting to know every single assistant. And got to circle back to a couple of things. You mentioned your wedding, I guess, back this December. So, yes, sir. So very recent. Now, yes, sir. Now, your wedding photos, people may, may see them one day, and they might say, well, hey, that, that, there's a couple of UNA coaches in, in these photos. Yes, I mean, sir. There's a lot of good connections in your, in your wedding as well. Yes, sir. Coach, Coach Roth, our special teams coordinator, was in my wedding. 
our running back coach, Coach Cruz, and our special I – mean, I'm sorry, and our offensive coordinator, Coach Weavers, were, uh, were all in my wedding. And they actually had – the crazy part about it, they had a recruiting weekend, official visit weekend here the day of my wedding. And Coach Dearman was like, hey, go. Yeah, you guys go. I know that's something – hey, you guys go to that. And that's just one of those wow. other things that lets me know, hey, Coach Dearman's all about the family aspect of this thing because he, he didn't even hesitate to let those guys go and come to my wedding and so be in my wedding. Tell me a little bit about the, those three coaches. Coach Weavers, we talked to him. He's one of the first podcasts we released when we started mm-hmm. this this series – what what makes him so special? Coach Weavers is, I tell you honestly, he's he's Coach Dimmer's right hand man. You know he he's been with him. He's been with him longer than I have, uh, and he's all he knows a lot of time what Coach Dimmer's thinking or what Coach Dimmer's gonna do before. I mean, when Coach Dimmer knows, it, you know what I mean? Because they've been together so long. It's sometimes on the headset, it's like. Kev will say something, and Dimmer's like, "Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking." You know what I mean, it's 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 wild sometimes. Coach Coach Weavers knows Coach Dimmer very well, uh, and Coach we- Coach Weavers is a, a big time family guy, man. He he, anytime I'm on the phone with my son, he's gonna come in and he's gonna talk to Zayden. He, he I mean all these type of situations. He's gonna he he's a great guy, great individual. Coach Cruz, I enjoyed talking to Coach Cruz here and his story, but he seems like just one of those coaches that people just want to be around. He is. He's one of those coaches people want to be around. He's very. Uh, in the weight room, he is a firecracker, man. He he's getting after it. And Coach Cruz and I've told Coach Cruz this, and we've talked about this a few times. Coach Cruz is is one of those friends that when you don't want to do the right thing, sometimes when you want to just be like, I just want to sit here, he'll be like, Yeah, we need, to, but we need to do this. That's not what we want to do, but this is something we need to do. You know what I mean? And and that's that's a perfect friend to have to make sure that you're staying on track to to what you want to do. Uh, you know, so Coach Cruz has always been that guy for me. Earlier this year, this spring, we were doing something. Uh, I think we're bo- I was board pushing a kid, and it was freezing cold outside. And I was like, you know, I'm going to just let that kid board push. He was like, but you're going to miss an opportunity to go out there and, and teach that young man why he shouldn't be out there. And I was like, ah, Coach Cruz. <laughs> ah, Coach Cruz, here we go. All right, I'm going out there. So, And, and I went out there, and afterwards when I came back in, I was like, Pre- I thank you so much for, for saying that to me because it made me better. It made me better and made that kid better because I was out go, able to go out there and talk to that kid about what happened and why the situation, why he was in the situation he was in. And Coach Roth, the last coach that was in your wedding, you, talking with him, special teams, and then watching him coach out mm-hmm. on the field. I mean, oh, yeah. you think special teams, you think laid back, uh-huh. you think kind of quiet, but but he was fiery, he was energetic, he was very engaging. Oh, yes, sir, he is. Now, I, he is passionate about special teams. Now, I've been in his office, and he starts talking to me about special teams sometime, and I'm just like, yeah, uh-huh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, me, me and Coach Roth went up to a camp uh, two weeks ago or a week ago, and he was around a lot of special teams guys, and it was crazy. I was like, oh, my gosh, they were interacting. They were talking about stuff. It, it was awesome because – and seeing the passion that he had for special teams and things of that nature, it's, it's unmatched. It's unmatched, and, and and I'm extremely happy he's here working with our special teams and things of that nature because he's gonna get them get them where they need to be, and, and his his knowledge of special teams is man like I said unmatched. The things we've talked about with those three that were in your wedding, it feels like a lot of those same characteristics, some of the same ways we've described them, could be said about the other assistants. I mean, this staff oh, yeah. seems very close, very quickly. Very close, very close staff. We work out in the morning together. Uh, coach Coach uh, Coach Parker calls us the Breakfast Club. We get there. We get here at six ten every morning. Work out before workouts, before the players work out, and we and that's that's bringing us closer. 
you know, and we we all have off the field stuff where we go hang out and things of that nature. So it's always a uh, it's always fun when a staff comes together and gets as close as we have as fast as we have. It feels like when you look back at previous times when you've had success, especially in the coaching world, mm-hmm. you don't necessarily talk about the wins. You talk about those times that you're referencing, the, the great times that, that the coaching staff had, mm-hmm. kind of building that camaraderie with one another. Do you, do you feel that way as well? Yes, sir, I do. I do. I feel like, I mean, we're, 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 uh, uh, we're going to win here. We're going to win here. Let me start off by saying that. But the times that we're going to remember are the times this spring we were getting to that point, the process the process and a lot of people want to skip the process but you can't skip it i mean i think coach Saban says you I mean it takes what it takes and, and that's what we have to do we have to do what it takes to to get those wins and through that you have to find times where you know to have fun i mean have fun throughout the process and i want to i want our guys to do that and and i think we're a perfect example as a coaching staff of how we're having fun through this process because, you know, this spring spring and summer aren't just hard on, on, on the student-athletes. It's hard on the coaches, too, you know, because we're out there with them each and every day. We're in the weight room with them each and every day, and we're pushing them each and every day to be better. Uh, you know, someone told me one time that we're in one of the craziest professions. You know, we're, we're, we're relying on 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds for a paycheck, you know, and motivating those guys to do what they need to do on a daily basis it's not it's not the easiest thing to do but it's a rewarding thing and 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 growing through that process with this coaching staff has been great and i think it's just going to keep growing and and we're going to get closer and closer family has been the theme th- throughout what we've talked about so far how do you guys take that family feel for, from one another with a coaching staff and kind of spread it throughout the whole program to the players as well oh well because i you know my wife comes up after practices, uh, Coach Deerman's wife comes up after practice, Coach Cruz's wife, Coach Ross' wife, uh, their kids come up, you know I me, mean? and they're always around. And when you're always around someone, your family's always around someone, everyone starts to get closer and become family. And, you know, they all the old linemen know my wife. All the the whole team knows Coach Deerman's wife. You know what I mean? Every, they, Isabella, his daughter, Carter, his son, you know I mean, Madden, his little son, they all know him. You know, so they'll run up to them. If they see them anywhere, they'll know them by face and they'll be able to run up to them. You know what I mean? So it's it's all about family. It's all about family around here. And, and everything we do is, is it revolves around family, even our time off. It's like, hey, go take this time off with your family. Hey, you guys get out of here and do this. I know at uh, Arkansas Tech on Sunday nights, uh, we used to always have family night uh, where after our Sunday practice, uh, we would go get, at the time, we would go get Zaxby's. And the families would come up. We would all get in the staff room. And we would eat as offense. And uh, that was when he was office coordinator at uh, Arkansas Tech. So we used to do that. And I'm, I'm trying to throw in that plug out there right now so we can go ahead and get, make sure that that's still still on the agenda for, for, for this season. Family night. I, oh, yeah. I, I love it. So we've talked about you arriving at, at UNA. We've mm-hmm. talked about the family feel. Let's jump into you in, in your career. What was your journey into coaching? Well, my journey to coaching, I started off at a uh, high school, a small high school, my alma mater in East Texas called Union Hill High School. Uh, I was there for three years, and, and I loved it uh, because I was home. Uh, but what I didn't love was the classroom. I didn't love being in the classroom teaching and things of that nature or, I mean, it being an ISS and things of that nature. So I wanted to get into college coaching. You know, I wanted to get into higher-level coaching, and that's when I got the strength internship at Lafayette. Uh, and uh, then after that, going to Arkansas Tech. So you, you played college football as well. Did you always know you wanted to get into coaching? 
I knew when – so I started off at Tyler Junior College playing. Uh, and I didn't know at that time I was I was wanting to be in criminal justice and things of that nature. I wanted to be a state trooper in the state of Texas. I felt like they were just uh, – those are the cool guys. You know what I mean? When, when I was growing up watching Walker, Texas Ranger, that was always cool to me. So I always wanted to kind of be a, a state trooper. But then once I left Tyler Junior College, I got to Langston University. It's an HBCU up in uh, Coyle, Oklahoma. Uh, when I got there, it, it something just like changed. I started seeing coaching, like my coaches and how they influenced each and every person on the team. And I was like, man, I think I kind of want to do that. And I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. And in my senior year, uh, I played that senior season. And that spring, I was still in school, about to graduate. And I just started seeing how our coaches were influencing guys and how they were around around the campus and things of that nature. And I was like, I want to do that. I, I really want to do that. So then that's when I called the uh, – AD at the high school where I worked, where I was from, and I was like, I want to get into coaching, and so that's when I went ahead and changed the. I mean, got my uh, got my degree, and then went back and started coaching it there, and I, and I've ever since then I've been in love with it. Who were some of the early coaches that they kind of mentored you? Uh, early coaches, uh, guy by the name of Buddy Blair. He's my high school head coach. Um, Calvin Powell. He was one of my. Uh, O-line coaches when I was at Langston, uh, Coach Smith, uh, he, he, he was uh, another one of my O-line coaches, Coach P, uh, Coach Pazinski, he was the offensive coordinator at Langston as well. They they all had a, a, a big a big part in it, and uh, Coach Stephen Coochie, uh, he was my O-line coach when I was at uh, Tyler Dream College. If you can see a trend, I've been through a lot of <laughs> – <laughs> the places that I've been have went through a lot of uh, O-line coaches. Uh, but – all those guys had a little bit to do with how I coach and how why I coach, you know, because they all had a different approach of how to coach everyone, you know what I mean? And seeing all those ways and things of that nature, it helped me to now learn how to deal with different kids in different situations. Uh, so I was really excited about uh, being able to get into coaching and things of that nature, and I still call uh, some of those guys from time to time to this day. You know, to, to, to talk to them about just any and everything. So, uh, talking through coaches who have impacted you, your journey, the stop at Arkansas Tech. And obviously, oh, Coach. I'm sorry, one second. I have to mention one more person. Coach, we don't want to leave anybody out. Coach Gio Milam. Coach Gio Milam. I'll tell you this about Coach Gio Milam. And, I, and, I, and I'll, any GA that's ever with me or any support staff that ever works with me will, will understand when I say this. Coach Gio Milam, every Friday night when I was at Arkansas Tech my first year. He would take me and uh, another GA coach, Justin Brown, out to eat for Mexican food every Friday. And he would always pay for it. You know what I mean? And it would always be a time for us to uh, just kind of decompress from the week, talk about game plan, talk about everything. You know what I mean? And and then, I mean, we'd leave from there. But every every time I take uh, one of my GAs out to eat or support staff out to meet, and they'd be like, thank you, Coach. I was like, no, don't thank me. Thank Coach Milam. I mean, because that's why I do it, because I'm paying it forward to, to other people. So I had to make sure I mentioned Coach Milo. Paying it forward, and I don't think most people realize how tough being a GA is. Oh, 100%. 100%. And I know that love right there goes a long way. Yes, sir, 100%. You know, and, and the thing is, is when they say thank you, hey, thank Coach Milam, hey, when you get the opportunity, you're in that place where you could do it, do it for someone, because you never know. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm telling you, because when you're a GA, you don't make a lot of money. You don't make a lot of money, and there's a lot of uh, long nights and things like that. So uh, a meal like that, well, it goes a long way. It goes a long way. 
another coach I want to talk to you about from your time at, at Arkansas Tech. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you were up there working with Coach Dearman. But Raymond Monica was the head coach. He was an assistant coach here at UNA during the championship years. Yes, sir. And did you hear much UNA chatter when you were up there? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We heard about Coach Wallace a lot. Heard about Coach Wallace a lot because I know Coach Wallace influenced Coach Ramonica greatly. You know, from being here at UNA and then going to Temple with Coach Wallace, so he he was uh, greatly influenced by Coach Wallace. So we heard a lot about about the old Purple Swarm defense. You know, so we we heard a lot about that and how things were done here and things of that nature and and how Coach Wallace done things around here and and how it influenced Coach Monica. So we we heard quite a bit about it. And I tell you what what's extremely cool. When you're you're walking around this place and you see a picture of one of the old teams, and I look in and I was like, oh, there's Coach Monica, young Coach Monica right there. So it, it, it's always cool. And I've I talked to him maybe a couple of days ago, uh, and then when one of his former players came back, uh, when his former players came back, and uh, he talked to the team in in the spring right before the spring game, and and I walked up to him, I was like, I think I know a guy that you know. He's like, who is that? I said, Coach Monica, and he just busted out laughing. He's like, Coach Ray Monica, man. He just started talking about him. It was great to to be able to reminisce. And a lot of people around here, Coach Mister Mister Todd knew a lot about him and things of that nature. So a lot of people around here knew who Coach Monica was, and he he gives me a little tips of where places to go. Uh, here he's like, yeah, me and Coach Wallace would always go down to this place X Y Z. So it, 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 that was awesome. Isn't it such a small world though? And this is just what amazes me uh, about this staff with Coach Dearman and all of you guys. But you, dear and a few others you're up there coaching under Raymond Monica Mm -hmm. your paths take you in various directions there Mm -hmm. and then it all leads back to the University of North Alabama the place where you all heard stories from when you were up at Arkansas Tech it's just wild to me yes sir it it is wild how how the wires can go each and every way but somehow they all end up in the same place or knowing someone that was here or wherever it's crazy we could say all paths lead to Florence I guess there you go now Texas guy what was like for you growing up in, in Texas sports big part of your life Sports were a big part of my life. I'll say football was a big part of my life. I didn't, I didn't really play a lot of. I played basketball in high school and things of that nature. But football was the the mainstay in my in my life since I was in I think third grade. Um, so it was a huge part of my life, my whole life. Uh, so yeah, it, it was it was great. But growing up, I was a very much so a country boy. Uh, I, we grew up with cows in my backyard. My mom still has cows in her backyard. So we we were very much so country people. And I mean, a lot of people they don't know. I mean, I got smacked in the mouth by a kick from a horse one time you know so um it's i love love being in nature and florence has that and florence has that being able to be outside and being being outdoors and doing things like that so that's right up my alley being being out in the being out in at parks and things of that nature. Doesn't that sound like such an offensive lineman type background as well? It feels like so many linemen you know, grew up in farms or, or they're outdoor people and you might not think that. Oh yeah Oh yeah, we are. I, I tell you what. I mean, the, the the your country old linemen are the ones that are just they're rough and they'll do whatever it takes. You know what I mean? So uh, that's that's very much so an old lineman background right there, being from the country and and, and things of that nature. And then uh, I'm just I'm just blessed to be where I am right now uh, because man, hey, I tell you, I was for a while there. I thought I was going to be a farmer in Texas forever. <laughs> Well, we're certainly glad you're here. Now, th- this is a question for me. So people that know me, follow me on social media, they know I'm a big barbecue guy. And mm-hmm. People can skip this if they're not interested in this. But are, are you a big Texas barbecue fan? Big Texas barbecue fan. So I prefer Texas barbecue style over all the styles. And we got a lot of Kansas City people here. So mm-hmm. it's nice to have somebody else that probably prefers the, the, the Texas brand of barbecue. Oh, 1,000%. 1,000%. Now, we have some places around here that are pretty solid. Oh, uh, yeah. Really solid places around here. So uh, I, I go to those. Uh, but as far as like brisket goes, I don't really get brisket outside of, outside of Texas. But they, now I'll tell you what, there's there's a a, a um, 
smoked meatloaf sandwich I've had from around here that, man, I tell you what, if I had to describe it to anybody, I'd say, man, that is love. <laughs> Brisket is my holy grail meat as mm-hmm. well. And, and I don't think people – we're nerding out here on barbecue. Yeah, we are. People, I, I'm, fine with I, I'm it. okay with it, though. That's, that's what you got to do with the old it's, line it's, now. it's part of what we do, but but brisket is so hard to cook, and I don't think most people really know what a good brisket tastes like. Yes, sir. That's a lot of times they think that chopped brisket is really good brisket, unless you can slice that brisket, have a sliced brisket sandwich. It's not great brisket, in my in my opinion. Now, I know a lot of people love it, but I tell you what, it, it just. Now I've bought a smoker, so I call myself an amateur, uh, amateur uh, smoker now. So, uh, but no, uh, been been about, been looking at some 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 briskets and things of that nature, and I think I'm gonna get me a, a really good competitive brisket and cook it for the whole line one day. Uh, you know, to let them taste test that. I, I too am an amateur barbecue enthusiast, mm-hmm. so I'd be more than willing to, to oh, l- lend a helping hand. Yes, there. sir, hundred percent. Yes, sir. I, I love it when we we make two trips to Texas this year. I believe. Yes, sir. Uh, so. The radio crew always goes and finds barbecue. You're welcome to come and oh, and join us. You just let me know when. We'll, we'll, we'll venture out. You just let so me know when. Th- th- that'll do it for the barbecue portion. Let's circle <laughs> back to, to football. Let's talk about offensive line. Okay. What do you want an offensive line to look like? Well, the thing is, a lot of people, whenever I'm out on the road recruiting and things like things of that nature, and some of the coaches here have asked me, "Hey, what is what is what are your measurables for old linemen?" And I and I, and I've thought about that question a lot, and I was like, man. Yeah, you want a you want a tall, long guy, and you want this, you want that. But at the end of the day, you want a butt kicker. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get lost in the measurables, and we don't we don't just get guys that can do the job. You know, so we have a big O line, and they are physical, and they do the job. Uh, the the tough part is 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 making sure that you don't get so caught up in the measurables of an O lineman that you miss out on the big part of is he a butt kicker? Can he get the job done? So and I think all the guys we have can get the job done, but that's what I want is a guy that's going to come off the ball and really move some people. Because you can teach a kid, the, the old lineman, to pass pro, but a lot of times if he doesn't have that aggression to be able to run block and move people out of the way, it, I mean, it's tough to teach him that. It's tough to teach him that. You can teach him, teach him the technique and things of that nature, but that, that thing inside of him that, hey, I'm going to move this guy no matter what, it's tough to teach him that sometimes, but you can, you can get the job done, though. It feels like it really changed for our group up front last year when Fotavai and Stevie Young arrived, and it feels like they're two guys that check that box that you're referring to. 100%. 100% check that box. Both of those guys are, are, are people movers, <laughs> are people movers, and, and they get the job done on a daily basis. And, and, and the thing is, when guys are really good like those two, uh, the tough part about this in the offseason is making sure you challenge them, making sure you challenge them to be better than they are just because you're – you're winning these reps don't mean you've done it the right way. Making sure you're staying on them and feel, making sure you're you're making them better each and every day because your good players won't be very good for very long if you don't challenge them each and every day. So that's that was the, the thing this offseason for me is making sure, yeah, foe is really good, but I wanted to challenge him each and every day to be better. Uh, and he accepts that challenge every day. Uh, and he'll, come on, coach. Oh, come on, coach. But, but, but. Every day he accepts that challenge, and I, and I really, truly believe he loves to be challenged and, and loves to, to continue to work hard and to get better. And, and Foe is going to be a breakout social media star. I go back to the spring game. There was the video of him kind of dancing, celebrating oh, yeah. the touchdown, a high step, and I don't know what you want to call it. And then a few weeks ago, I guess at one of the camps you guys had, mm-hmm. one of our, our media caught him 
personality just coming out on camera. It feels like Foe's gotten very comfortable here. He has. He has. And, you know, he was very quiet when I first got here, but he has come out. He's 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 now coming out of his shell, and that was a big thing that I wanted to talk to him about this offseason. Hey, make sure you like, you have a great personality. You're you're a funny guy. Things. I want everybody to know that. I want everybody to know that. So I wanted him to get out of his shell, and he has. He's done a really good job, and he's a, he's a great young man. Great young man. What else have you learned about this offensive line group since you, you took over? They're all amateur comedians. <laughs> well, of course. All amateur comedians. So that's one thing I've learned about them. But I, 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 they're all very much so about togetherness. You know what I mean? They're always hanging out together. They're always doing things together. And not just them. They'll bring other guys in as well. Uh, you know, and, and that's the big thing about them. And that's the big thing about O-line is if you are you don't have an O-line that is together and hang out together and have that camaraderie, it's very tough for them to have that just on the field. Yes, that's one of those things you got to have on and off the field. So that, that's one thing that I've learned about them is they got really close really quick. And, and I'm extremely excited, extremely happy about that because they're, they're, they're big uglies. They're big uglies. And when things aren't going great, people are going to point at them. So the best way to, to, to combat that when people are pointing at you is if you're together and, and your brother's picking you up when, when everybody else is pushing you down. So uh, very happy about that. Let's shift off the field. Uh, tell us about your wife. Tell us about your son. Uh, my wife, Jaleesa Hutchings, uh, like I said, got married uh, December 17th of 2022. Uh, it's been great. We moved here. Uh, we got in the house. I can't remember when we got in the house, but we got in the house, and uh, now we're, we're extremely happy to be back together because during that, that very quick transition, she was still living in Arkansas, and I was here, and I was traveling there. Sometimes she would come here and things of that nature. So that got, that got a little bit uh, tedious, you know what I mean, having to travel and somebody having to leave on Sunday and go back, you know. But now I'm extremely happy uh, that, that she's here. And my son, Zayden Hutchings, he uh, is in Oklahoma now. Uh, uh, Zayden is nine years old. Uh, he's going to come down next week, uh, and he's excited to be here. He's ready to meet Leo. That's his, that's his big thing is meet Leo and the team. So anytime when I'm FaceTiming with him and I'm around the guys, he they take my phone, and the next thing I know, I, I, 20 minutes later, I'm like, I don't even know who has my phone right now. Because so, he's asking he's asking them all questions like, hey, what position you play? Hey, are you catching touchdowns? What's your touchdown dance? You know what I mean? He, he's going to ask him any and every question because he, he started football last year for his – his first year of Little League football, and he's going to play for, uh, I think he said the, the Star, Star Spencer. I'm not sure what the mascot was, but he's going to play this year at Little League football up in Oklahoma. So he's excited about that, and he's ready to, to get some stuff. He told me he wants some gloves so he can do the, the whatever the, the thing is where it has the, the logo across the palm and things like that. So I'm going to get him those so he can he can have some fun out there. So wait, is he not a lineman? Is he a skill guy? He's a skill guy. Oh, wow. He, he was, he played. Does, does that hurt you a little bit? A little bit. It <laughs> hurts kidding. me just a little bit. But, no, nah, he, he played uh, receiver last year at his little league team and cornerback and running back. And this year I think they're going to have him at receiver and cornerback. So, he's he's a skill guy. So, But That's I'll tell great. you what now, I don't know how how long he's going to be a skill guy because i seen my man eat now. He, <laughs> he can put it away. So, he, he, he's, he's, he, he better live it up right now. Well, let's wrap it up with this. Coach Hutchings, this has been a, a lot of fun. But this upcoming year, mm-hmm. week zero, FCS kickoff against Mercer. It's going to be here before we know it. But what yes, excites sir. you the most about this upcoming season? Uh, what excites me the most about this upcoming coming season is that we get tested right off the bat. Uh, you mean with two ranked teams uh, and things of that nature. So you get that chance to, to – to see that, see where you are and things of that nature. And, and I think that our team is going to respond well uh, to, to the challenge. And we've challenged them all spring. We're challenging them this summer. 
and we're going to challenge them on uh, August 26th down in uh, Montgomery. Uh, and I think we're going to respond well. Uh, and the thing that excites me the most is how much growth that these guys have made since I've been here. Not not saying that they weren't growing before I got here, but what I'm saying is what I've seen of their growth since I've been here. Just uh, seeing it all come come to a head and be able to for them to put their talent and things like that on the field to show the world that, hey, we've been working over here in Florence, Alabama. I can't wait. Please let me know when you do the barbecue for oh, the sure offensive will. line. I yes, want to help sir. out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me on today.